does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, more high school football. We'll talk about the Snyder and Mishawaka matchup. Snyder wins a close one. We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll continue to focus on college football for tomorrow. Some really big games. Right now, though, the man is going to give you all those regional scores and give you matchups for next week. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. One hour to go on this regional Friday night where a lot of team seasons come to an end and some are extended. I want to get this out of the way now. Congratulations to all the seniors and their four years of high school if their season came to a close tonight. Now let's dive into the scores, starting with Class 6A, Crown Point and Penn. This is a nail-biter. Crown Point Pulls it out at the end, 34-33. They're able to hang on, and they will face a Westfield next week because the Shamrocks defeated the Royals of Hamilton Southeastern 24-21. Ben Davis, 27-24 winners over Cathedral. They get an interception late, 13 seconds to go. Alvin Contreras with the game-sealing interception for the Giants. Greg Rakestraw joined the program last hour. Podcast will be up shortly, and you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast to figure out the breakdown from Greg regarding Ben Davis's 24, 27-24 win over Cathedral. The last game in Class 6A was a shutout win for Cinegrove, their fourth consecutive regional championship, 14 to nothing. They will face Ben Davis a week from tonight. In Class 5A, all games have gone final. Merrillville defeated Valparaiso 24-20. Fort Wayne Snyder and Mishawaka. Game of the night. We'll have more on that after the scoreboard update. 19-18 final score. Fort Wayne Snyder will take on Merrillville next week. Decatur Central, Whiteland. This was by far the most one-sided out of Class 5A out of the four games. Decatur Central 41, Whiteland 7. Bloomington South will be the opponent for Decatur Central next week. That's because they double up Evansville North 42-21. to Class 4A, Leo and Northwood will face each other next week in the semi-state championship game. It's because Northwood defeated New Prairie 38-14 and Leo copied the score of Decatur Central. Whiteland 41-7 winners over Mrs. Cinema. New Powell will face East Central. Josh Ringer, five touchdowns for East Central. They cruise to a victory over Evansville Memorial 47-7. New Powell's defense was able to limit Mooresville to six points in their 39-6 win. New Powell East Central next week. Leo Northwood for class 4A, moving to Class 3A. Three games have gone final. More of that in a moment. Knox and West Lafayette, 41-23 final score. Knox, they will face Chatard because they defeat Delta 35-6. Heritage Hills, 24. Batesville, 21. A very narrow margin of victory for Heritage Hills as they move on to Class 3A semi-state championship game a week from tonight. Lafayette Central Catholic and Fort Wayne Lures will face each other next week. That's because LCC defeated LaVille in the shutout variety. 22 to nothing. Fort Wayne Lures 
They put together enough points offensively, 15. That's because their defense was so good over Bluffton, who scored 7, 15-7 final score for Fort Wayne Lures. South Mott and North Posey will match up next week in the Class 2A semi-state portion. Southmont defeated Eastern Hancock 41-34, to and North Posey defeats Triton Central. That's a little bit of an upset. Number one ranked Triton Central falls to fourth ranked North Posey 28-13. to And finally, in Class 1A, North Judson Park Tudor. Final score was 44-26. North Judson advancing to take on Adam Central, who shut out Carroll of Flora 29 to nothing. North Decatur season comes to an end as does Providence's. That's because North Decatur lost to Sheridan 24-20 and Lutheran. They defeat Providence 14-7. More to come shortly on ISD. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. What a great, great night of high school football. You heard Eddie Garrison mention Game of the, week, game of the Night. Uh, Snyder. 1918 winners over Mishawaka. We're thrilled to have Snyder's head coach Kurt Tipman join me. Coach, from your perspective, yeah, game of the night, game of whatever, but your guys uh, made plays when they needed to, uh, especially toward the end. I followed this game, I followed the scores. Uh, I got to tell you, I counted you out more than once while I'm looking at these scores, coach. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Bob. I thought maybe uh, you know you pull 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 for pull through for us, but well, um, I'm just I'm being honest because I know Keith, I know his team, I know how he is, I know both of you obviously pretty well. Uh, what a great finish for your kids! Well, I'd first like to you know give credit to Mishawaka because you know as you said, Keith's a great coach, great program, and they played their tails off. Yeah, um, it's just tough for anybody to lose a game like this. But um, you know, to our kids' credit, showed a lot of character, and you know, we made one more play than they did. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, you battle all that time, and and this is one of those you had the ball at the end type situations. Well, you know, kind of went back and forth. It was a ten to nine game at halftime. We got up ten to zero, and then they came back. We really played great defense all night, with the exception of a four plays. Um, mm-hmm. You know, defending that offense is all about the run, and um, they hit us over top on on some passes. Um, just with some poor eyes and, you know, put put them um, on the board with nine points. And then the second half, you know, we drove down and scored, kicked a field goal, I should say, and, um, you know, kind of went back and forth. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, we were up four with five minutes left. Um, they drove down and uh, scored. Um, we drove down. So that was, you know, that put them up. By three, or no, by two. I'd say. I can't remember. Uh, and then we we got the ball back. Um, didn't or scored to go ahead. They got the ball back. 
drove down, kicked a field goal to go up by two with 41 seconds. Mm-hmm. We got the ball, had a little two-minute play, mm-hmm. didn't have any timeouts, you know, clocked the ball, got the ball to the 29-yard line, and we have a sophomore kicker who does our extra long kicking. He's our kickoff guy. And uh, Mong Tung and um, drilled it from 45 yards, you know, with no time left on the clock. So, oh my. awesome, awesome oh, job. Oh, 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 my. How gutty is your kicker. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, he's, he's a young kid. I, I don't even know if he knew the, the, the you know, how – important and right. how you know just the whole right. situation he's just he just went out there and kicked what he does all the time and you know to his credit he works extremely hard at it and uh, he's always out on the field kicking and you know we have great kicking coaches the guys that spend a lot of time with the kids and, right you know it came through you know huge huge kick I love in this age of specialization, you have your long, long, your longer <laughs> point extra or field goal kicker who comes out and drills it to win the game. I love everything about it. Yeah, it was special. It was special. Well, aside from him, who else steps up for you? Well, defensively, um, I think, you know, we limited their run game, you know, quite a bit. And to do that against the Mishawaka team, so. Our whole D-line, Will Kelsall, um, our linebacker, Lucas Rohrbacher, Jake Tittman, mm-hmm. uh, our safety, Brandon Logan, Jamarion Calabote had an interception. Um, we just played really, really good and physical on defense. And then on offense, you know, we, we've been carried by Uriah Billingsley and uh, Kieran, I'm sorry, Uriah Buchanan and Kieran Billingsley all year. And they both made huge plays down the stretch. Kieran orchestrated the two-minute drive or, the you know, the 40-second drive. Um, you know, was special on his feet today as well as throwing it and just got us in good position for Mong to kick the field goal. All right, uh, Merrillville next week. I know you know a little bit about this group. Well, uh, I haven't even thought that far yet. We're just we're going to enjoy this one and get to work on <laughs> the Pirates, the Pirates on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, right. we've, had, we've had some history with them, great program. I mean, you know, you get to this point in time, it doesn't matter who you play. They're going to no, be great. No. And, no, um, the, you know, the cream rises to the top. And, you know, certainly one of the premier programs in the northwest part of the state. And should be a classic battle. But we get it at home, so that's a that's a plus. Snyder at the Horn. 1918 winners over Mishawaka. Kurt Tipman, congratulations and good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Hopefully we can talk again next week. I'll look forward to it. Thanks, Kurt. Take care. Thank you. Coming up, more high school football. We'll talk about Heritage Hills and Batesville when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. Also at some high school and college basketball going on today we'll start with the college basketball sort of things a top 25 matchup the alabama crimson tide indiana state sycamores 10280 is the final score indiana state falling to the crimson tide they were keeping it close in the second half they did get outscored by 11 but they hung around for the most part against one of the top teams in all of college basketball 
102-80, final score. Indiana State now 1-1. One and one. Butler Bulldogs, on the other hand, they are 2-0 after defeating Southeast Missouri State 91-56. Four or five starters for the Bulldogs in double digits. They are 2-0, and they will host Eastern Tennessee State on Monday afternoon before going to East Lansing to take on Michigan State a week from tonight. IUPUI Valparaiso has gone final, and after a big 45-point second half, Coach Lovell can do some jumping jacks or celebrate with a nice smile. The Jaguars win over the beacon 66-56. to They outscore Valpo in the second half, 45-31. to The Purdue Boilermakers also pick up their second consecutive non-conference win. Dominating fashion from Mackey Arena, 30 points over Moorhead State, 87 87- to 57 only three boilers in double figures zach 80 with 18 lance jones with 15 and Braden smith he had a double double 11 points and 11 assists he was two rebounds shy of the second triple double in boilermakers basketball history they'll face xavier monday night at 8 30 eastern on fox sports one welcome back everyone i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk busy night talking about high school football Heritage Hills moves on. They beat Batesville 24-21 to win their regional from WAXL, the one and only Steve Kolb. Steve, what a great game. What a big win tonight for the Patriots. That's a good one. Oh, it was it was a huge win, and, and I said it on the radio. Been been doing this a long time now, and, and one of the best games I've called from the standpoint that you had two teams playing right at their best level of football, big plays on both sides of the ball for both teams. And fittingly, it came down to a field goal. Heritage Hills' place kicker, Seth Dems, a senior soccer player, has been kicking for him for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been a big weapon for him. And with, uh, uh, with what was it, a minute 47 to go, he connected on a career-long 38-yarder and, he, he had wow. plenty of extra room to get it through, but uh, connected from 38 to put him up. Uh, Patriots trailed in the second half, led 14-7 at halftime, and then Batesville came out and was just so good offensively, and they're a very difficult offense. Will Will Geisel, their quarterback, is big at 6'2", 205, and their, their leading receiver, Cade Kaiser, is 6'4", 200, and they're a matchup problem. And, and uh, they're very good. And they connected on a pair of touchdowns in the third quarter to go from 14-7 down to 21-14 up. But uh, Patriots responded on their next drive with some incredible plays and um, a huge pass from Goldsberry to – uh, his fellow sophomore classmate Tyler Ruxer on a huge uh, 40-some-odd-yard completion to get him in scoring range. They they connected on a touchdown very early on the game to get the Patriots on the board, and that was a huge one there. And Goldsberry ended up scoring himself on an 11-yard run, a second rushing touchdown of the night to tie it up. The Patriot defense, which has been so good all season long, got a three and out to get their team the ball back with 8.21 to go. And the Patriot offense 
went on a 13-play drive, tried to take hmm. the remainder of the clock with him, couldn't quite get that done, didn't pick up a first down on a third and, and four, ended up only getting a yard on the play, left him fourth and three. So uh, Coach Todd Wilkerson has a ton of confidence in his senior place kicker, and he made it pay off tonight with that big one uh, to put him up. But they still still had a minute 39 to work with. They got mm. it into Patriot territory pretty quickly. But Hunter Meredith stepped up with a, uh, a an interception, his second of the season off a deflection. And that was probably one of the biggest stats of the night. Heritage Hills' defense picked off Geisel, uh three times tonight, a guy that had come in uh, with um, – you know, something in the neighborhood of 1,700 yards passing on the season and, right, and right. had only thrown four interceptions, and he throws three tonight. So Patriot defense gets it done, the offense. Um, and that drive to get the field goal and, and the touchdown drive, um, they just put the game on the shoulders of their sophomore quarterback, Jack Goldsberry, running the football, made a couple of big passes, and just picked up tough yards after tough yards. Batesville knew he was going to have the football, and he just put his team on his on his shoulders and carried them to the program's 11th regional championship. <laughs> it was to, to see that out of a sophomore is, and, and we come to expect amazing things from that young right, man. But right. still, to see that is 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 uh, you know it's kind of jaw dropping. He finished with 18 carries, 157 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground, and. Uh, just two of six passing for 28 yards, but with a touchdown and more importantly, no interceptions. Patriots did not turn it over, and you know, you got two very good football teams battling out like that. The turnover battle is, as you know, is mm-hmm. usually huge, and Patriots won that three and O tonight to go as they went on the road with a three-hour bus ride and pick up a huge 24-21 victory. Steve Kolb from WAXL on the call of. Heritage Hills 24-21 win over Batesville. Steve, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Bob. Paul Condry is in the Football Hall of Fame, the Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network. Tonight, he has the call of Merrillville's 24-20 win over Valparaiso in regional action. Paul, what a great win uh, tonight for Merrillville. No question about it. We will have a new king in 5A football as the Vikings uh, fall tonight on the road at Demery Stadium in Merrillville. Tremendous football game, back and forth affair. As a matter of fact, Valparaiso had opened it up in the second half to a 10-point lead with about nine minutes to go in regulation, only to see Maribel come roaring back to score the last 14 points of the ball game to get out of uh, Dodge with a 24-20 win. Valparaiso had a play at the end of the game, a pass, a nine-yard pass into the end zone, but the ball was knocked away as time expired as the Valparaiso Vikings season ends tonight in the regional. Maribel wins their 10th regional championship, and with that being said, that leaves two teams from the Doolin Athletic Conference still alive in the respective 6A and 5A tournament with Crown Point being the other team as they won at uh, Penn tonight. Uh, it was a tremendous football game. This game has gone back and forth. It was a two-point regular season Valparaiso win last year in the regional championship. Valparaiso uh, beat favored Maryville at the time, 15-14. So this one went right down to the wire, has it hmm. done the last three or four times. Tremendous football game, great crowd. 
in uh, perfect playing conditions. So who will uh, Merrillville play next week? Snyder? Is that Maryville? it? Yeah. yeah, that is right. Merrillville goes on the road to take on Kurt Tittman's Snyder Panthers, always one of the premier coach football teams in the state, and anticipating right. some, some lights-out action with those two tremendous football teams. Uh, a lot of credit tonight, though, goes out to the, the Maryville uh, defensive front four. They kept uh, Valparaiso uh, guessing throughout the course of the night and made it very, very difficult on them uh, to be able to run with any type of the efficiency that they've had throughout the course of the year. Uh, junior running back Tommy Berta did uh, reach over the 100-yard rushing mark on the evening. But Valparaiso uh, will remain a 5A football team uh, depending upon how the uh, uh, the enrollment factor was. Valparaiso, had they won tonight, would have been mm-hmm. bumped up to 6A. But with the loss tonight, they will remain in 5A depending upon if their enrollment goes up to the next uh, right. uh, the next vote count. So that's the way it stands, Coach, for Maribel tonight. Paul Condry will be with us tomorrow night as we recap the regional championships. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. Paul has the valpo Merrillville matchup. Merrillville wins it 24-20 to move on in the tournament. Paul, thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, Coach. Rob Moorhead joins me from WRBI. East Central over Evansville Memorial 47-7. What an impressive night for East Central tonight, Rob. Coach, they've been impressive all year long. They've played 13 games. 12 of those games have ended in a running clock. Tonight was no different. Trojans made a three-hour and 45-minute bus ride down here to Evansville for the third time in a row, and they were able to knock off Memorial tonight 47-7. to Coach, they scored three touchdowns in their first 10 plays, took a 21 to nothing lead early on in the game. Memorial fought back and got a touchdown in their next possession, a 65-yard run from Dylan Kendrick to make it 21 to 7 but then the Trojans put the hammer down uh, they were on top by halftime by a score of 40 to 7 got one more touchdown in the second half to make it 47 to 7 but coach Josh Ringer is a legitimate Mr. Football candidate uh, he rushed 24 times for 214 yards and five coach five touchdowns tonight mm. giving mm. him 55 on the season he's been incredible (laughs) and when you think about coach when you've had 12 running clock games this young man hardly gets to play in the second half and he's just put up in unbelievable statistics all year long Um, dylan maxwell carried it eight times for 117 yards uh in the ball game as well he's been playing defense most of the year but in the last few games They've been running him at running back as well. Hey, Rob. And Ryan hey, Rob. Yes, Rob. yes, yeah. Rob. Let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. We've got to get to a scoreboard update. I want you to stay with me, okay? And we'll come I back gotcha. and talk more about this East Central team. Let's do it. Perfect. We'll come back talk more on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. One final time in terms of some high school football recap on this regional championship Friday. Coming up tomorrow will be the last regional championship that we will crown with the IHSAA. That is Gibson Southern and Tri-West in Class 3A. Kickoff tomorrow at 3 Eastern, which 
between those two teams, and the winner of that will face Heritage Hills because they defeated Batesville 24-21. Chittard defeated Delta 35-6, 41-23 final score for Knox over West Lafayette. That's in Class 3A. In Class 2A, LCC, Lafayette Central Catholic gets a shutout win over LaVille 22-0. Bluffton falls to Fort Wayne Lures 15-7. Southmont North Posey will face next week. Southmont 41-34 win over Eastern Hancock North Posey 28-13 upset over Triton Central Class 1A North Judson and Adam Central will lace them up next week. 44-26 win for North Judson over Park Tudor and Carroll was shut out by Adam Central 29 to nothing. Sheridan defeated North Decatur by two safeties 24 to 20. They'll face Lutheran who defeated Providence 14 to 7. In Class 4A, Northwood and Leo will go head to head because North Wood defeated New Prairie 38-14. Leo defeated Mississinawa 41-7. New Pal and East Central will take on one another. 39-6 win for New Pal East Central. 47-7 over Evansville Central. Class 5A will have a new state champion. That's because Merrillville, Fort Wayne Snyder, Decatur Central, Bloomington South all move on in a Class 6A. Crown Point Westfield, Ben Davis, Center Grove. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back. We rejoin Rob Moorhead from WRBI in Batesville. He has the call on East Central's 47-7 win over Evansville Memorial. I'm intrigued by the, the ringer kid with the, his prolific running and his ability to find the end zone. Uh, and I'm also intrigued with the fact that these guys won the championship a year ago and they're steamrolling everybody else. That's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to win. It's really hard to repeat, especially in the manner in which they're trying to do this. No doubt about it, Coach. And you're talking about a team that brings all the skill players back from last year. And the uh-huh. other thing, Coach, that goes unsung on this team is the defense. It is really, really good. You've got Braden, yeah. Braden Rouse, their leading tackler, came into tonight's game with 80 tackles. Dylan Maxwell, linebacker, Jace Dorsey, Alex Kuhn. I could go on, Coach. They've just got a group of defenders. They take it personally when, when – and Coach Miner said after the game, they take it personally when they give up a yard, mm. much less when they give mm-hmm. up a touchdown. And uh, they're, they're really solid defensively. But Josh Ringer is the real deal, legitimate Mr. Football candidate. Coach, he went over 2,500 yards on the season tonight. He now has 55 touchdowns, and uh, he's a weapon. And then you've got uh, Cole Burton, who's setting all kind of Ryan. passing records at East Central as well. And then the receiver, Ryan Brotherton, who got another touchdown tonight, a 35-yard touchdown uh, on a reception from Burton, and he's been fantastic all year. They just have so many weapons offensively, and then with this defense, and they got a great kicker by the na- name of Nathan McPhee. This team, has, they're all around a good team, Coach, and they are uh, a strong contender uh, to defend that Class 4A state title. But, boy, do we have a good one set up for next Friday night. Yeah, you do, uh, and it, it, it will be a, a good one. There's no question. New Pal having a, a very similar run uh, that uh, East Central is. Both teams are great defensively, can run the ball. I think this will be a fun, fun game for you all. I think it will be too, Coach. And interestingly enough, to my knowledge, these two teams have never met. And they're not that wow. far apart, probably an hour no. away 
two no. perennial powers in, in football here in, in this part of the state, and I think this will be their first matchup, and it's got the makings of a fantastic game. It'll be there at East Central's home in St. Leon. And, uh, Coach, I think we're looking for a, a huge crowd and, and just should be really exciting football next Friday. I assume it's Friday. I assume so, too. Rob Moorhead from WRBI in Batesville. East Central, number one, defending champs in 4A, 47-7 winners over Evansville Memorial. Rob, thanks for thinking of us tonight. Thanks so much for the call. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Coach. Always good to talk to you. Keep doing what you do, my friends. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's talk some college basketball. Butler Bulldogs, 91-56 winners over southeastern Missouri. Mark Minner, the voice of the Bulldogs, joins us. Hello, Mark. Hey, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. How do you not get excited about regional championships and college basketball on the same night? How, how do you how doing what I do, doing what you do? How do you not get excited about that? It's awesome getting to talk to you, Coach. Is, is you know well, college basketball season is back, and it's a pleasure. It's yeah. an absolute pleasure. How about it. my Bulldogs? Huh? How about them? Yeah. We got, you know, we got more new faces. We had a lot of new faces. Your job's really tough trying to meet and know all these guys over the last two years. You've seen a lot of people. We've seen a lot of names, and I think the biggest question a lot of times folks have this year is, you know, how's the team going to be? What do you What do you think? And it's like, well. I don't really even know each individual person, <laughs> let alone how the, the some of them are going to play together. So right. it's, it's a lot of questions, but I'll tell you the product that you've seen through a couple of exhibitions and a couple of the non-conference games early, um, you, you know, and talking to the coaching staff this summer and in talking to some of the players, they have really enjoyed this summer. A lot of hard work, a lot of getting to know each other, working through different systems and trying to figure out what the identity of this team is right. going to be. But but uh, it, it has been a delight to watch, and, and I think you've seen a balanced team. You think, you, you've seen a team that's dropped over 90 points per game in the first two non-conference games, and, and one where uh, it, the team is going to have to continue to, to learn to work with each other, learn to play off of each other as the competition continues to heat up uh, quickly here in November. I don't when you you know what I I, I um, left one program and took over a program so I understand being at different places and I don't think people realize uh, you know when you're trying when you inherit a program of guys you didn't recruit um, some do it differently than others but but more than anything it takes a while for you to be able to find guys that you want to recruit to, to fill needs, your perceived needs, and how you're going to do what you do. You know, um, early in my career, I, I didn't pay that first bit of attention to size. I just I wanted guys who could handle it, could pass it, and could shoot it. And, and, and I was always a guy that I didn't recruit you if I didn't think you could shoot it because you'd be a liability. At some point, you'd be a liability to us if you if you weren't a threat to score. So, but you just kind of look – Coaches look for different things uh, in terms of what they're trying to do offensively and defensively, and you can't just remake that that roster finding those kinds of kids in one year. That's just that's hard to do. That takes and especially difficult now in the portal life that we live. So you know, developing a, 
roster is getting difficult for everybody to do. And so I applaud Thad and his guys for being able to go find guys that they feel comfortable with in a short amount of time. Well, and, and to add to that, you know, it's not just necessarily, you know, what, what to, to your point, what you want somebody to be able to do on offense, what you want somebody to be able to do on defense, yeah. finding the right role players. It's also the intangible stuff. Who are the kids that are attracted to our coaching philosophy right. and who are the right. people that are going to resonate within the system and how we do things day to day? And that's something that's tough, too, right? Even though if you've seen them on game film, knowing how they're going to interact mm-hmm. in the locker mm-hmm. room. And, uh, yeah, you've got – I mean, you only return 9% of your scoring from a season ago. 9% of your scoring, 9% of your minutes. You had seven mm-hmm. transfers, three freshmen, and you only return three players. So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to, to see how this team continues to come together. But it's it's been a fun team to watch early on. And uh, certainly one of the transfers that already knows the Big East is a guy in Posh Alexander, who's been St. John's point guard for the last three years, and Butler's uh, had some difficult bouts against him on the other team. Right. Now, you're seeing his impact and his veteran leadership uh, on the floor as this team continues to come together. And I think that's the other thing, Coach. It's not just you have a whole new team and they're all freshmen. you got a new team and you got staggered, but you have a little bit more veteran presence as well. And people coming from different perspectives and bringing different skill sets forward. So, And you also have Alex Barlow, a uh, new assistant coach on staff, a former Bulldog, uh, who's kind of sure. leading the offensive uh, efforts for the team this this season, along with with uh, Thad. So, uh, it, it, as I said, the atmosphere in Hinkle. They got out tonight. They got out to a massive start, thirty point lead, uh, and really never looked back in this one. But as the season develops, and you go play at Michigan State, you go down to Orlando and you play against a Florida Atlantic <laughs> team that brings everybody back. Now you're going to be tested mm-hmm. differently. You're going to be challenged when you get down. How do you respond when minutes start to get spread out differently and and guys have off nights? How do you act in those situations? I think that's when the true identities of teams and the true uh, you know, leadership amongst not just the coaches, but amongst the players themselves starts to continue to emerge. But uh, super fun night inside Hinkle Fieldhouse, and there's a lot of excitement uh, here on campus for sure. Well, there should be. Are you kidding me? Why would you not be excited? Uh, I mean, you got one of your own guys, right? You're in the Big East. You're on. You're on. You got great TV exposure. Uh, why would you not be excited about this group? Well, and you you have a lot of guys at different levels who, um, you know, have you know. The part of the thing about the transfer portal is that you have the opportunity to bring guys in from different. Basis, but you got a lot of guys that want to make the NCAA tournament this year. You got a lot of guys that sure. want to compete in the Big East. They want to prove themselves, whether they're coming from the West Coast or the Northeast, or or uh, you know they're freshmen coming from the South. Doesn't matter where they're coming from. It's it's been it's been an interesting where, where everybody's kind of bought in early on what uh, Thad and, and the staff have been able to to say, and uh, you know the way that they're they're talking, uh, you know, just day to day in practice and stylistically. I think it's going to be fun to watch these individual elements start to come together and and, uh, certainly putting up 90 points per game for the first two doesn't hurt. Hey, can you hang on for this scoreboard update? For you? For you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I have to ask. I have to ask. (laughs) Mark Minter and I will come back after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, 
Mighty Garrison, let's preview tomorrow's action, both football, basketball, and hockey. The In the ECHL, the Indy Field are on the road at the Cincinnati Cyclones. Puck will drop at 735 Eastern in college. Basketball, Notre Dame will host West Carolina. That tips off at 2 o'clock Eastern from South Bend. You can watch the action of that game on ESPN+, Plus, along with Ball State. In the Max CBS Challenge, that is on ESPN Plus at a 2 p.m. tip for Ball State and Old Dominion and college football. Notre Dame is off this week by week for the Fighting Irish. They will face Wake Forest next week. That'll be a 3.30 Eastern kick. Two games tomorrow from the Circle City. Andy, Indiana is on the road at Illinois. They kick off at noon Eastern on Big Ten Network. Illinois 4-3. and three. Indiana looking for their fourth win of the season. If Indiana wins out, they will be bowl eligible. They have Michigan State next week and conclude their season the bucket game against Purdue, who will face Minnesota tomorrow afternoon. That's a 3.30 kick, and you can watch the action for Purdue against Minnesota on NBC. Purdue trying to end their losing streak against the Golden Gophers. And, of course, one of the most coveted matchups and rivalries across college football, the Monon Bell game, the 129th edition between DePaul and Wabash. ISE Sports Network will have the coverage. 107 kick. The winner will have an automatic berth into the NCAC playoffs. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their important website. Prior to the break, we were talking with Mark Minner, the voice of the Butler Bulldogs. Bulldogs, 91-56 winners over southeastern Missouri, or the cool people call it SEMO. So, Mark, you've been talking about the dogs. Who am I excited about on this uh, Bulldog team? Well, I think in addition to uh, in addition to Posh Alexander, you've got some interesting transfers of the new faces that you're going to get to to see. If you go around some of the transfers, you've got a guy in um, uh, Telfort, uh, you know, uh, that that has transferred in from Northeastern. He was the fifth leading scorer in the Colonial, had 16 uh, points per game last season. He's already mm-hmm. played three seasons of college basketball. He. he kind of got a bigger physical wing body and he's got a really soft touch right. as uh, he works around the basket and, and he's been uh, an impactful scorer for the Bulldogs for their first two games. DJ Davis, a sharpshooter. Uh, Davis, a guy who uh, all Big West last season shot over 40% from beyond the arc. Coaching staff's been incredibly impressed with his ability uh, to shoot but also to defend as well. And DJ today got to the line, went 10 of 10 from the floor, had 13 points uh, for the Bulldogs. Fear Brooks is a Michigan State transfer, Mr. Basketball in Michigan uh, a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. Brooks uh, didn't have a big out output uh, last year, uh, but transferred to the Bulldogs. And uh, certainly a, with a Michigan State game looming, has the, the skill and size and, and strength to be able to compete in the Big East. And I'm excited to see what Pierre brings. Andre Screen's a seven-footer from Bucknell. Um, had had um, you know not only a shot blocker but also strong rebounder. He can pass. He, he's uh, effective around the rim with his size. And Landon Moore is also a, uh, a kid who transferred from St. Francis, Pennsylvania. 
Landon actually played at Hinkle Fieldhouse last year, had a really strong game, and coaches uh, really impressed with his IQ, his basketball IQ out on the floor. And then your three freshmen this year, you've got uh, Bowden Kapke, a big man, 6'11", from uh, Minnesota, who had uh, 10 points and six rebounds today. you got Finley Bizjack. By the way, all, all Big East freshman name team between Bowden Kapke mm-hmm. and Finley Bizjack. And uh, they right. also have some of the best hair in the conference. And Finley, Finley Bizjack's aggressive. Uh, he's a big, big guard. Can not only shoot, he can distribute. And he, he is more than happy to go attack. He had six points, five assists in the uh, ball game t- today. And then uh, a couple uh, walk-ons coming into the program as well. One from St. John's with Damian Scavallis and Ethan McComb, who was actually playing for former Bulldog uh, Zach Hahn down at uh, Center Grove. So you go around that roster and combine Jalen Thomas and John Michael Malloy and, and Connor Turnbull from a season ago, and that's your that's your construction of this year's uh, Butler roster. A lot of new names, but a lot of different pieces that bring a lot of different things to the table, and that's why you've seen such balance, I think, the first couple games. Uh, offensively, you've seen him attempt a lot of threes. You've seen him attempt shots inside, mm-hmm. not really settling for as many shots uh, in 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 the two point range. Or you know, you've seen you've seen good crisp ball movement. Uh, but it's right. but it's but it's fun to watch these pieces come together, Coach. So I will look forward now to spending my Saturday nights with you. I, I'm I'm excited. Another, by the way, just a reminder: this is our thirtieth season for Indiana Sports. Congratulations. Congratulations. I don't I don't remember doing that much, but um no, you know what? (laughs) People like their ball. I mean let's face it, they like they they like ball and in this day and age, um they have plenty of outlets to talk about it. I think the amazing thing to me is that we've been able to withstand changes in technology, changes societal changes, uh, and all of those particular forces, and we're still doing what we did when we started thirty years ago. Coach, having grown up in suburban Chicago, I can tell you one of the things that I've appreciated about living in Indiana is you got wonderful people, you got great communities that are passionate about not just their communities, but about mm-hmm. the sports in those communities. And you bring that forward every weekend. You're kind. You're st- I'm still going to talk to you next week, though, even for the kind words. You, you were still going to get the call anyway. But I love thank, it. thank I love you it. anyway. Mark, thanks so much. Have a great Absolutely, weekend. Coach. Take care. See you. Right. Take care. Thanks so much. All right. Final break. Some final thoughts. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. What a great night of football. Seriously, congratulations to those teams that are moving on. Eddie Garrison rejoins me. He's been a star. He's a superstar anyway. Who's playing tomorrow, Eddie? Who's the game tomorrow? Gibson Southern and Tri-West. Oh, I love that match. That is a great, great matchup. Those are two really, really good teams. Um... I love what Nick Hart has done at, uh, at, at down at Gibson Southern. You know, Brady Allen graduated, and he just continued to, to move along. And Tri-West has just been rock solid from day one of the season. They've just been they've been really playing at a high level all year long. What a, what a great game that will be! So, all right, so you're happy because your beloved Decatur or Decatur Central Hawks mm-hmm. move on, win it, win a regional championship. So, 
you're very very happy uh you you're you indie greyhounds have a weekend off right not playing tomorrow they're off yep but they're they're gonna make they're gonna make the division two tournament aren't they i would like to think they would and to kind of echo your sentiments about gibson southern and tri west uh when you look at gibson southern 10 and 2 and both their losses are coming against two high schools in kentucky so they are 10 and 0 against high schools that are in the state of indiana so that should be a really good game they haven't really had much of a test either uh when it comes to their run so far between sectionals and now to where they're at in the regional 40 to 7 40 to 48 14 and then uh 27 13 last week mm-hmm. against uh, mm-hmm. Vincent's Lincoln and then on the other hand Tri West 11 and 1 uh Burbuff is the only team that's able to get them one time and they've been dominant other than the Lebanon game when Lebanon yeah, uh Lebanon and Western Boone are two teams that have played them close outside of Burbuff Jesuit ever since that September 22nd game against uh, Lebanon, they have allowed, let's see, one, two, three, four, five teams to score one time. And Monrovia right. last week got them for three scores, but they were able to edge out um, Monrovia 28-21. So should be a good game tomorrow between uh, Gibson Southern and Tri-West. Uh, Tri-West located in Liston. Liston happens to be in the, uh, the, the uh, high school is right next to a cemetery. Uh, where my family, most of my family, uh, has been uh, laid to rest. And um, uh, the, the interesting story here, Eddie, is that for Christmas a few years back, my parents gave my wife and me cemetery plots in, in that cemetery in Liston. Seriously, I mean, this is, it's an, an unusual Christmas present. I love my parents, but uh, years ago, you know, my father comes to me and says, hey, do you still have those cemetery plots? I go, yeah. And I said, I don't know how to tell you. I, said, I just don't think Penny and I are going to – we're going to be buried in Franklin. It's our home. And so my dad says, you know, I, I said, so what? can you can, – can you make some money with them? And he goes, yeah. I said, well, you can have them back. And so I, I gave, I, I gave them back. But if, if I want to have a, you know, a family outing, I, I drive to Liston and take care of that. Eddie Garrison, you're the best. Wonderful job. Uh, Elijah Robertson, cannot do it without him. He is similarly the best at what he does. Thanks so much to our great stations that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for 30 years. You've made us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports